watching it, I'm like, oh, like I could have done this differently or that differently. Yeah. But it's just like these, I'm kind of being nitpicky. But I guess with like our own products and stuff, we're just like kind of more critical than anybody else would be. What are you drinking there, Tom? Some cranberry juice. Nice. Is it just straight cranberry? There's Yeah, it's cranberry juice and beet juice. Oh, and nice. it's uh, a little cleanser. Dude, beet juice plus No Not November is like impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, this thing gets your testosterone way up. Puts it in hyperdrive. Does that, does it, you think that means you just get like more boners when you, with more like testosterone? Like, is that the direct difference? I mean, I guess testosterone, is, yeah, it's just more like manpower. It's more, <laughs> it's more juice. Just more, you just got more blood rushing through the system. Yeah, dude, when I wake up, it's just hard for it to go down. <laughs> dude, that's insane. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's bad. I watched, but the dreams are great. Oh, gosh. You're just soiling your sheets, having some like wet dreams. Just flinging it out all over the walls. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad, but... It your, does uh, get in the way. Your voice sounds really clear through the mic. Really? Yeah. That's good. Here's this, yeah. It's like we're sitting like kind of like probably eight feet apart, but it yeah. sounds like you're sounds sitting great. two feet apart. Yeah, these headphones are awesome. You can really like hear everything. I think it's the headphones or the mics. We got to fix it because like one of the ears, it's only like one of the ears that work. Yeah, yeah. So like we really got to get, <laughs> you know, dialed in and get both of them rolling, you know? <laughs> I only hear you through the left ear. Yeah, same. It's so weird. That's why it sounds like you're just like sitting to my left, like two feet away. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. But how do you feel, Paul? Tell us about uh, about the film. I feel good. I I'm just glad to get it done. It was like interesting because the other film I did released this year, The Right Side of Life, it was like, I guess I was like so much more like nervous about it. So I like really like went into more detail about everything. And then mm -hmm. the second film, I was just thought I had like the hot hand. So I was like, oh, let me just go bust out another film and I didn't really plan it to take as much time to plan it and it was rushed through but then by like rushing it through we like weren't really ready to edit it or whatever like kept procrastinating and it ended up taking like I rushed through it but then it ended up taking way longer to finish mm -hmm. so it, it, we shot it in August and just uploaded it in December yeah yeah it's been so, a while oh nice it's a good sound cool sound yeah nice um yeah, but it, the the, final, the product's fine. It's a good product. Like I, I think the film is really good. I think it's funny. People mm -hmm. like it. Yeah, I thought it was really funny. Yeah, thank it's you. hilarious, dude. I like your, I like the uh, the reoccurring actors too. I think that they're really sick. I really like them. Yeah, it's cool because like there's funny. there's now notable <laughs> characters that keep yeah. showing up. I think that's the best because. Yeah. Like the recurring characters, even though they're yeah. playing different roles, it's the same people. Like you get to know them well, mm -hmm. and that's fun, you know. And that's how like all TV shows are. Like it's just the same characters, like over and over again. Like Saturday Night Live. And they play different roles. Like each person plays a different role, you know. Yeah. Each time, and it's it's cool. They're good actors. They really are. They're good. I thought they did a good job. Well, thank you. I think the actors did really well too. I like the uh, the CGI too, like how um, Mo did the uh, CGI. I thought that was actually really really good. I'm he, not sure how he did that. He that said it took him 48 hours. He did it frame what? by he did it frame by frame and After Effects. Dude, what a crazy. Took dude. him 48 hours. He's really trying to earn the next movie. You, you gotta know? get him in here. He's trying to earn the next. I think he really like because since there's not many people who are like individually creating movies, like 
I feel like anybody who is creating movies, everybody kind of gravitates towards that because it's like there's thousands of people who are acting and they're in the film industry and they're, you know, they want to be writers, directors, blah, 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 but mm -hmm. not that many, like a super small percentage actually are like creating and publishing yeah. films and yeah. projects. I thought he did a good job. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's been a long journey. I'm on to the next one already. Yeah. Like literally, I just uploaded it literally one hour ago, yeah. and I'm think, and I just made a call to like start writing the next. How one. was this time around compared to the last film? Was how do you feel like afterwards compared to the, the your first one? Um, I feel like this film is like directly impacting more people because there was like more actors in it with more significant roles. So on that scale, it's like more significant. But then I felt like with the first film, it was like this big, like, ooh, like, wow, the first, he's doing it, he's making a short film. Now it seems like, hey, like, I'm not playing around. Like, we're really producing a lot of films and a lot of content. Mm -hmm. And I want to keep following up with more and more and more films. Like, I want to shoot, yeah. I want to shoot, I intend on shooting six films next year. Nice. You know, and they don't have to be like these sick, like, mm -hmm. whatever, but we're going to make films. And that's sure. your biggest flow state, right? It's your biggest passion is film and, and direct, like, what? What specifically with film is like your biggest flow state? Like what part of it? Is it everything is di just directing, the vision, putting the vision together? Like what's your, the, the thing that really gets you up in the morning, fired what, up? What it is is like when the film is complete and we're watching it before we upload it and we're like, hey, this is the final cut. Mm -hmm. And then I always like think back about like how far I've come and how far a lot of us have come. Like, yeah. like the lead Mike, my buddy Mike, I watched a video from 10 years ago where, where wow. we all filmed that in like one of our friend's rooms yeah. 10 years ago. Wow. And to see it 10 years later and we're still doing it, making films and yeah. how much we've improved and grown, like that's so sad. It feels like that really is like kind of like the purpose mm -hmm. and like the big why of yeah. just to like make these films. and That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's fun. You had a teacher, right, that like really motivated you at yeah. a young age? Yeah. How old were you? I was uh, I was 16. Wow. I'm loving this because you're asking all these great questions. I just released this movie. Like I, I'm so, like, because I haven't really been able to talk about the movie because no one has seen it. But now that you've seen it, like, yeah, it's good. Um, but yeah, so senior year of high school, we played this film Beowulf in front of everybody in front of the class. It was like a class project. And normally mm -hmm. people do like five minute videos, like three minute videos of them wearing like blankets in their basement in their parents' basement, like just fucking around. It's total dog shit. And we went ham. We went and Phil Arbus's mom made costumes. We went and we shot four days in the woods. Damn, relentless. Like we were relentless. And it was like 40 hours of editing and I'm doing all the special effects and myself. And it nice. ended up being a 13 minute movie and we wow. used over like, I think we had like 10 or 11 actors. That's the one it. I saw right with the Kung Fu and it was, it was like, it was insane. Was that the, no, oh, no, no that was the one. test. Okay. That was a different that short film. That one was film. really good. Yeah, so it's cool to like, I think it's so cool because film is such like a permanent mm -hmm. thing that like these films literally will last yeah. forever. Like at any point you can yeah. go and rewatch one of these films. Yep. I love that about it. I, I really, really admire that about it. So. And so where can people, everyone find this YouTube or YouTube, Paul Kruger. YouTube, YouTube is my birthday today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's uh, Instagram, Paul J. Kruger, YouTube, Paul Kruger. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's funny, like, growing a YouTube page. Like, you've just done it so well. Like, Tom, you've grown your pages, like, very well. Like, what's yeah. been your... And, and I'm on to the next version of it. I bet. Yeah. What's, what's your strategy with growing the page? So, it's a three to five year plan. 
And sometimes you have to restart if you do a totally new niche. But it's really important to get really focused. I've struggled for the last three years really getting focused on like one specific YouTube niche. So I'm still figuring that out. But when you can lock down onto one niche, like for instance, when I did Airsoft, I fucking crushed it. It was one niche. I capitalized. That was my first ever Airsoft channel. Airsmoke99. It was when I was like 13 years old or some <laughs> shit. And uh, that did really well. And I was just centered around like Airsoft reviews, gameplay. I like doing the reviews, so then that transition to technology. I think we talked about this, right? And uh, yeah, it's just like dominating a niche, posting a lot of content related to that niche. And then just, it's gotta be a three to five year plan. So I'm restarting my three to five year plan on a niche that I can do forever. I plan to be on YouTube for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Mm. And if you like, if you're on YouTube for 10 years, you're gonna have at least 100,000. So what really matters is just staying in the game, posting a ton of videos, and getting in front of people by posting like relevant content. You know, I think a lot of people will start pages too, and I, I'm actually on like my third YouTube page over the last 10 years, which is a shame, because I feel like dialing in on like one page, mm -hmm. even if, would you say like even if the content shifts, still use that same page or would you suggest creating a new page if you're like restarting something yeah i would just keep the same page yeah. like and um if the if the account gets um your intention shouldn't be like monetization because i got affected by this because in my very beginning days i was very into like i really want to get paid with this because it never worked a job i needed to get paid somehow it's like but i would keep getting disabled and then I would recreate a new page and then recreate a new page and I would keep getting disabled for stupid reasons. And, but if I just stuck with that one original channel and just stuck with that. So I, I recommend always just have one main channel. Like if you do have secondary channels, I think it's pointless unless it's like a separate podcast channel or like, like we kind of see it with like, um, there's like a personal brand and then they have like a company YouTube channel. So I think that's fine. Like if you have like, I think everyone should have a personal brand channel. And then if they have like a company, they could also have a company YouTube page. Yeah, I feel like it's interesting because it's like, I feel like, would you say that, and I noticed that like one channel, like especially like a personal channel, I feel like it makes sense to grow that before even mm -hmm. considering oh, starting yeah. like a business page yeah. to grow. And it depends what, like for you, like you, you can always say with your personal page, you're, you're okay. different because you're an actor, you're a personal brand. If someone was like, for instance, I'm just thinking of like, like Bulletproof and uh, Dave Asprey, like he has his personal brand and then he has Bulletproof, which is like a mega company and he has two different channels and like, a lot of these guys kind of have the same stuff, but yeah. for the most part, it's, we recommend just one, just dial in on that one, have that one blow up. And then you can think about the second channel yeah, for your I, company or whatever it is. But yeah, like I wonder if, uh, like if it depends if like the company is more recognizable than the person behind the company, then I feel like it makes sense to lead with that. But it's like most people like their companies are like new things mm -hmm. and more people will resonate with them and their name and their person. Oh, of course, yeah. So I really like the idea of just keeping like one page, one personal yeah. brand. Cause I think of like PewDiePie, like just everything's yeah. on one page and he's been yeah. doing it 10 years. Yeah. And everything, every he doesn't have multiple pages. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like just yeah. 
But now Absolutely. it's now I just want to stick to one page and commit to one page, mm-hmm. and then just everything in the future that I upload should just be on yeah. one page. I even want to upload old content and re-upload it on the, that one mm-hmm. page. Would you say like if someone had a product, it would be cool to start up a second page on Instagram? On Instagram, like I, build up build up that brand. So let's say someone started like a company, right? Yeah. Or like some type of clothing brand, right? Yeah. Wouldn't you say to create a second channel for that? I think it depends on for how that brand. I think it depends on how large the personal brand is. Because if somebody has like three hundred followers and they want to start a page for their yeah for their company, it's like well, you might yeah. as well like if they're if they've only built it to three hundred followers then it seems like their business page is probably going to be stuck at like 15 followers. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So build up. Yeah. But if they can build up the personal brand to like at least 10,000 mm-hmm. and then they go and start building like a business brand that they can then grow like that. I, I feel like it's not like as long as somebody's not like spreading themselves too thin and they're like, if you haven't even grown one page or one channel yeah. and then yet, yet they're starting another one, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like building it to at least like, like minimum like 5k, like yeah. at least like five, ten k, you know. It's which like the desired island thing, because like, you start to build a page, and then you start a new one, and then you start this new thing, oh. and then you start TikTok, and then you start, you start all these different things, oh. and you can't focus on that main, that main thing. So I, that's what I agree with. Like, when we like had clients for social media, we were always like, dude, just one page, one page, yeah, go all in on that one page, focus on that one page. So I definitely recommend. I think starting off, everyone should start off with one page, build up that brand. And then if like, obviously once you're like super well known, then you can, and then you build a new company, then you you can create a a separate page solely to build that brand up because that brand can be valuable to the marketplace. Like that's its own entity. And if like people, cause I get asked a lot like, oh, let me see your business page. Like let's see your other page, like, or the company page. But yeah, that's down the line. Like when, when people are really well established. Yeah, it's kind of like if you plant like an apple tree and like the apples just starting to like, not even producing apples, just producing leaves. And you're like, yeah. let me plant the leaves and build another tree. It's like, no, nah, you gotta let that one tree mm-hmm. grow, let it bear its fruit and then use that to build the next ones. That's kind of, yeah. I think that's a good way to look at it. But, and it depends what, yeah. what you do. Like if you're a musician, you focus on one page. Yeah, like if somebody was a musician and yeah. they have like if my name is if i had paul yeah. and then paul's music yeah, yeah. it would be such a waste it is do you know what i mean so it really does depend like what you do yes yeah, it's, it's different for everyone like if i had a page for like paul kruger and paul kruger films it would be such yeah, a waste it would because like i could just drive so much more traffic to my films using my yeah. personal brand and that's what i do so then the question would be could you just have everything on one personal page yes yes you could, you could. I think once it reaches a certain scale and size, then it makes sense to kind of branch out. Yeah. But I think people are doing it early. Like if they have like a t-shirt company, like just build that into your personal brand. Cause most people are like posting on their business page like once a month yeah. anyway, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or if they have a personal YouTube page, just create like a 10 second ad for your product at the end of the video. The, the, yeah. one, the one good thing about, about a business page is it can actually get you sales if, you, if, you, if you're like hitting the DMs because I've gotten a lot of sales through my social flare one. I will say your social flare one and, all, and your pages like are grown pages though. 
Do you know what I mean? So like, I'm just saying like, it is sometimes cool to have that business page because you can use that as like a sales person and they don't know if it's like the person or who it is, you know? Yeah, I guess, I guess it's different for like being like a filmmaker, entertainer, yeah, actor, for director. Same thing, like if I was a musician or if I'm releasing music, like I'm not gonna create a separate page. Yeah, that. that would make sense. If I had like a product that would became like my main focus, yeah, then I think I would consider, yeah, I would consider then making a page for it, yeah. But it's the same way, like if I were to work on a movie that was like a three-year journey, yeah, I would definitely consider making a page for it. But at the scale I'm doing it, like if I'm releasing like one film every couple months, mm -hmm. like I'm not gonna make a new page for that one film, yeah, because then the page gets abandoned after a while. Like, well, we made the film. It's, you know, let's delete that page. Like, why even work on the page unless it's going to be something that's like a long-term asset, you yeah. know? So what's the uh, the next uh, chapter for you? Can you speak on that? Yeah, just make the next film. Make could, you, could you speak on the next film? Like, any thoughts, any ideas, any inspiration you have? Mm, like, I want to share a little bit of it. So one of my friends wants to make this film called Roommates, and it's about like having a very very dysfunctional roommate you know <laughs> which which both of us went through and experienced and now we live in peace both yeah, of we us live in heaven now we live in heavenly peace because we didn't we no longer have a dysfunctional roommate let me realize. but it's something like that that like we can write from our own backyard and tell that story because we lived through it that one and then there's all there's always man of action which is like a long-term is that the next one no 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 i i i just feel like it's it will be if no projects happen in the next like three to six months. Yeah. Man of Action is such a long build because I feel like it's building up to be such a major, major project. Can but you, you know tell us I mean? about Man of Action? Man of Action is inspired by my dad. Nice. Should I tell the full story? That's beautiful. Yeah, let's hear it. So it's a winter night in the suburbs of Pennsylvania. Yes. The Kruger Ranch is doing great. Everyone's hanging out. We've got probably like a front yard's probably like 35 yards until the street and across the street with no houses on the on the street across from us just empty land we see one car parked on the road parked on just like the suburban neighborhood street and we're like hmm, what is that and then like two weeks later the car is still there and we're like okay look is it somebody trying to rob us are they scouting the house like what's going on so then my dad is like paul come with me i'm like okay he gets this like industrial sized like lantern flashlight, shines it through my window in my bedroom to the car. And he's like, hmm, what is it? And I'm like, D I don't see anybody in the car, Dad. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. And then my dad just gets pissed. He just gets triggered. <laughs> he's like, all right, that's it. He goes and he goes and grabs his gun. Oh boy. <laughs> he goes and grabs his gun. Is it gonna be starring your dad? It was inspired by him. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, that's it. I'm taking care of this fucker across the street. And we're like, Jesus Christ, he's got a gun. Like, what's he going to do? And then he eventually, like, runs around the living room. He's running around the living room. And then he eventually, like, puts the gun back and, like, puts puts the gun away. And then he calls the police. He's like, yes, uh, hi, hi, officer. Yes, there's a strange car that's been parked across <laughs> the street from us. Uh, yeah, we just like for you to come check it out. Okay, thanks. And he hangs up the phone. He's like, that's it. And then the police roll up and the police like look and they signal like, hey, everything's safe out here. And that's when my dad's like, all right, it's time for me to take action and handle this. And he 
charges <laughs> outside and just starts like having like a polite conversation with the police officers. And right when he walks outside, my mom goes, "You see that, Paul? Your father is a man of action." And I said, nice. "And I said, damn right he is." So that's really what it's about. That's amazing. Taking action. It's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Very inspiring and. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, it's going to be epic. But you're going to be in it, Tom. Hey. You'll be the guy who is like, the, you know. I'll be how, the thief. No, you'll be the thief. You'll be the guy where like when we go to somebody for a bunch of guns, you'll be that like that like tatted army dude. Even though you don't look like a tatted army dude, you'll be that guy who's like, yeah, you want to you wanna blow up some motherfuckers? Something like that. <laughs> some like hardcore, like intense, like drill sergeant. Oh, I could be, do that. that. Yeah, it would be super funny. It would be so great for you to do that. That's funny. funny. Yeah, all I need is a skirts man and I'll give it a hundred percent. I know you will. It's such a win win making films because like <laughs> pretty much everybody has fun with it, except for me. You saw the last one, I went hundred percent. Yeah, you it. did. You went ham on it. That's fun. Check out Tom, he's an actor on the right side <laughs> of the life. He does a great job. That's why that's why we cast it on I was the film. detective. Detective uh, Mark Tornado. And it was all last second. Like I literally didn't read the lines until like I was there in the moment, and I just somehow memorized them. Oh great! I was like, oh gosh, what if I forget the lines? Because <laughs> I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't read it at all. Like I had no clue what I was gonna say. Yeah, why didn't you read it? Why didn't you? Should have studied it. You I should have studied it. You should have been going method from months in advance. I should have. But I was just like, not too hard. But I, I, th I thought I delivered. You, did, you definitely delivered. You can watch Tom in the Right Side of Life on my YouTube channel. He does a great job. As Detective Mark Tornado, it's yeah. it's fun because like everybody gets to be like a character and everybody like gets to have fun and everybody wins because they're on the screen, they're on the big screen, you yeah. know. Yeah. So it was well done. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So what about you? What are your plans for 2019? What are some intentions for 2019? For 2020? Oh fuck me, <laughs> 2020. I definitely want to crack Facebook ads. Just because uh, I don't really know anyone that has really cracked it on the follower side. We kind of cracked engagement for sure. Like we can get thousands of likes for three to five dollars. Mm. They're not the prettiest people, but we know how to, how to crack it. They're real people. They're real people. And so, but they, it does, it's not really cracked in the followers areas, you know because it gets us like engagement which is real but it hasn't really like got us like hundreds of followers by doing it yeah so this new method is like going through facebook business manager setting up a video in, um story ad and then you have the clicks for like 0.001 percent so it's just cheap as hell and then you just target english speaking people worldwide and uh yeah, so I'm testing that out. Created like a short little 15 second thing that's like just a straight call to action, follow me, like straight up, like super straight up. And we're already on services kind of utilizing that same call to action. So I know that call to action actually works for some people. If they get asked, hey, subscribe to the, subscribe right now, sometimes that happens, right? So having that call to action is so damn important. And it just has people freaking follow you. So that's the, so the goal is to get in front of a ton of people in 2020, utilize Facebook ads, crack it for my own account, and then provide that as a service to other people to build up social flair as what we do. And that, the Instagram ads, Facebook ads is something that can last forever because 
it's a win-win situation, honestly, because we're paying Instagram and Facebook, and then we're getting paid for managing and creating ads for people. So it's a win-win. Instead of like bashing heads, automation versus Instagram, that's where we are right now, to be honest. I'd rather just figure out how to crack Facebook, and I'm willing to do the research, I'm willing to pay for courses, I'm willing to go the extra mile to figure it out so that I can help you, help my friends, my family, crack, like I can just set up their ad pages and they just put in like a couple of dollars and boom, it blows up. Nice. So that's the goal. So the goal is to create like something that's indestructible, something that's gonna be up 24 seven, something that's not gonna get shut down by Instagram, have account compromise message or having your account disabled. Like I'm done with that. Like, and so the future is gonna be the future of social media marketing on Instagram is partnering with Instagram and Facebook by using what they designed for us, which is ads. I'd rather not do that, but that's like, that's like the biggest thing to crack probably, you know? And there's gonna be a lot of value in the marketplace for someone that can find that. And I know I can figure it out, 100%, I'll figure it out. So, and I'm just a couple days of really figuring it out. So when that's up, then I can provide even more value to our current clients and just give them, like my goal is to just give them like $10 free ad spend or whatever it is. And then hopefully that $10 can give them like 500 to a thousand followers. Like that would be sick, you know? Yeah, that's a fantastic ROI. Like, like, that's send, so good. Yeah, like send out a mass email and just be like, hey, you have $10 credit for um, our new uh, method, which is Facebook ads. And we'll set it up, we'll grow your page, and then um, we'll give them like a free 500 to 1,000 followers. So that's the goal. Oof. And what we're doing right now is, the goal. is working super, it super is, well. It is, but it's not. But yeah, we, like, we don't know if it's like long-term sustainable. It's pretty spammy too. It's spammy, but it's working. It's working. It sure is It's working. working. I, I, I feel like the, even about like the ads that you're creating, like do you think that, it'll also impact it a lot is like the actual video content that you're of sharing course. with. So I wonder if it's almost like cracking that code as well. Oh, yeah. You can create some sort it's of just like, as important. some like viral content that ends up being sent out as an ad. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, like just because it's like viral content, mm -hmm. that'll bring in a ton of people as well. Of course, you know? the video and ad is extremely important. Yeah. It needs to be very professional. Yeah. It needs to have a call to action. It needs to have some graphics too like the swipe up graphic. Yeah. So yeah, the video is just as important as the targeting. Nice. For sure. So the video is really important to have. And you can do it on Final Cut Pro. You just, you know how like the standard definition is uh, 1280 by 1920? Or 12. 1280, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's like standard. So with, with this, with the ads, you flip it. So it's the story view. Because with these ads, you just want to do it on stories. Not on the timeline. Not on the timeline. Why is that? It's just, it's really damn cheap. It's really undervalued right now. Story ads are super cheap right now. Extremely, extremely cheap right now. And you can get clicks for like 0 0.001 cents. Dang. What are, you, what are your thoughts on like TikTok and LinkedIn as like underpriced markets for social media? Like underpriced ads or underpriced... To be honest, I just really stay in my lane. What I know best is Instagram, YouTube, 
and I'm really starting to try to figure out Facebook. With LinkedIn and TikTok, I'm an expert. I, I don't really do too much with those um, platforms. I just like those main three right now, the Facebook, Instagram, um, and YouTube. And then I'm, I'm also on Snapchat too. I think that could be smart, but. That's interesting. Yeah, I feel like it seems like LinkedIn is very, LinkedIn's even, sometimes even more spammy with people like sending all this business. Like yeah. th if, I look I at my, if I look at my inbox right now, there's probably a hundred messages. It's of so like spammy. Some like old guy being like, hey Paul, would you like to buy this thing, this insurance or this financial thing? And uh, so so I feel like Instagram and YouTube, everybody wants to grow on YouTube. Eh, like, yeah. like it's funny when you hear like, oh, all the kids wanna be YouTubers. And I'm thinking like, no, everybody wants to be a YouTuber. Uh, like anybody under the age of like 30 most likely would love to have a career as a YouTuber. Yeah, I think YouTube, like that's the long-term plan, you know? Oh, I like what you said about like a three to five year plan and like not trying to monetize it too early. And I feel like that's, that can really kind of mess with people if they're like, oh, you know, I just started this page. I posted three videos and I want to start making money from it. But it's like, unless before a person has even provided like entertainment or value or educational content and they're already being like, oh, I need to get paid for that stuff. Like, it's like, man, like, I like the three to five year thing because it's like yep. you give it three to five years and then you assess to see like, oh, how is it yep. going three to five years in? I feel like it's like that with everything, you know? Like, yeah, it's long-term approach. Yeah, and, and it's like that, it's not like it requires like an enormous commitment of like the only thing you can do for three to five years is make a YouTube video. But it's like if, if over the next three to five years you're uploading consistently, then you can just check to be like, hey, how's it going? Is it good? Is it yeah. working? Is it getting views? Yeah, like you need to, like the five year thing assessment is so important. Like making sure like if five years, if five years, like if you're doing something for five years and, and like it's just totally not working out, then that's when you really should reassess either that career path or what you're doing. Kimba, I feel like it should be like three to five years of like committed action as well oh yeah because if i think back to like five years again i'm making that i'm gonna make that thing 10 years of filmmaking because we started uploading on youtube 10 years ago which is crazy but if i think about it when i was 20 which was five years into it mm -hmm. like what the hell was i even doing when i was 20 like i might have been in like film school and i was just finding that i was probably getting high all the time and i was in film school like i would say bro like your like your official years like this year yeah, it feels like it. So I'm, I'm saying like five years from now, you reassess where you are. Yeah, I, I would say probably, I think um, about two, one or two years in. Yeah. But moving to LA was a big thing. I would yeah. say it was like one year of like really locking into it. Mm -hmm. Moving to LA, being in LA for one year. And I feel like there's been this enough- This is the real game right yeah, now. Yeah, there's been enough progress. You're right, 2020 is gonna be my breakthrough year. I just know it. I just know, I know. Yeah, dude. I mean, the dude goes to sleep at like eight o'clock, dude. <laughs> I know. It's great. You deserve it, bro. It's so you nice. You definitely pay the price for sure. But it's it, like paying the price is better than, we're all paying the price for something. You know what I mean? And the year's going to pass away anyway. The year's going to happen. Time's going to go on. I feel like it is like a sense of like freedom and we're really like flexing our like freedom by going to yeah. bed early. 
Yeah. Because it's not like there's nobody like making keeping us up late. Like I can go to bed when I get tired. Ha! Go to sleep. <laughs> hey, pa! There's, there's no mama. Yeah, there's no like. Yeah, I know. Pa, get off the couch. <laughs> yeah, I could sleep on the damn couch if I wanted to. It's funny, like, even when people were sleeping <laughs> on our couch, I would go and I would, like, just hit him with a pillow and be like, come on, don't sleep on the couch. The bed bugging incident. Get, get in the bed. <laughs> dude, the couch got bed bugs. No, it don't, dude. You, no, just gotta, you just gotta take a shower, man. No, it don't, dog. The couch ain't got bed bugs. We had a guy who slept on our couch. He's like, this thing got bed bugs. It's covered in bed bugs. We're like, dude, no, it ain't covered in bed bugs, dude. You covered in bed bugs. You're just covered in bugs. You gotta take a shower. It was gross. And then we shut him down because uh, our buddy, our buddy, I'm not going to call names here, but our buddy like slept on the, the couch and like every, like he sleeps on like, he used to sleep on the couch every night and like he was totally fine. Like, so he never had bed bugs, but our other roommate was like, dude, it's got bed bugs. And he started like ripping up the <laughs> fucking couch. <laughs> We're like, that thing ain't got bed bugs, dog. You got bed bugs yeah. in your freaking. You got to take a shower, dog. I don't know about I don't know about that couch, dude, but... You gotta wash your drawers. <laughs> Son, damn it. He's like, I gotta rush. He's like, he's like, I woke up with bugs in my hair. We're like, dude, that has nothing to do with the couch, okay? That's funny. Yeah, what a shit show. But... We survived. It was a test. It was great. It was yeah, the, yeah, it was the best of times and the worst of times. It was the best of times <laughs> and it was the worst of times. Even now, I still think now is like the best of times and the worst yeah. of times. Because like we, there's certain things that are going extremely well, but there's also things where in like two years we're gonna be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we were living like X Y Z back then when we were at this age. That yeah. We are now. So am I screaming into the mic? I, I, you're right. I do talk loud as fuck. <laughs> I'm just like a passionate. The metrodome. I'm just a passionate uh, speaker. It's all about passion, man. Yeah, passion. Yeah, it is about passion. I think anything that we do, if we're not passionate about it, we're just, we're eventually going to burn out and fail. You're lying to yourself and to your employer if, if you're not passionate. Yeah, it's a sin. It's, it's literally a sin. It's a deadly sin. And I've, I've come to terms where I would rather make like 30, 40 grand a year doing something that I love doing every day that gives me time freedom than like 250K a year working like 70, 80 hours a week in like an office. Yeah. Because you're not, you don't even get much of a life. Unless you, unless like, here's, here's the difference is like, if I was making films for 70, 80 hours a week yeah. and like that was it's it straight up, I'm rocking. I guess it depends if somebody's like, you know, like a lawyer or, yeah, a passion. or something. And if somebody's passionate about it, that I think, I think we should all be working 80 hours a week. Mm -hmm. We should all be working 80 hours a week. And if it's like, we don't want to work 80 hours a week in our current field, then it's like finding a field or finding an occupation or finding something that we would love to work 80 hours a week on. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of negative stuff about college and stuff, but like if someone's really passionate about what they're studying, like God bless them, you know, that's great. And that should be like the prerequisite. Yeah. People should stop thinking like, well, I mean, of course I'm like pointing a finger at like the world, but like, I feel like it's- Which is a reflection of us. Which is a reflection of us. I feel like I would have really liked to hear people be like, Paul, just do what you love to do. Screw everybody else's opinions. Don't worry about like getting a great career after you graduate. Just do what you love doing and that will like guide you on like the best journey, the best life journey. Yeah. And uh, I did, I felt pressured when I was in college. I was like, dude, like I'm a film student. <laughs> I was like, dude, I gotta switch to business so I can get a job for like 50K a year out of school. Like, or else everyone's gonna think I'm an idiot. 
and then you see everybody graduate from school and suddenly everybody looks like an idiot in some way. You know what I mean? At the same time, everybody's like doing their thing and they're happy. And at the same time, it also like wasn't what we expected when we were 20, you know? When I, uh, when I was, um, when I took off college, I would get like these Snapchats from these haters. They're like, dude, you're a fucking idiot. You gotta go back to college, dude. Oh, it was, it was probably tough hearing that when you're like 20, it was, 21. Like, it was motivating. To, it's just like what we talked about earlier. It's like some of those people that really like were critics were, and I feel like a lot of people are that way. You know, especially if it was in your childhood or when you were young and you were criticized for something that you were passionate about or something that you loved. It just like puts fuel in the freaking fire, man. Yeah, and I, this, this really comes exactly what we were talking about earlier where it was like because there was like that little mustard seed of faith that little yeah. like seed of faith and we knew that we would really be something special yeah it was kind of like we could then leverage a lot of the haters to be like hey i like that you're kind of throwing some shade because i got this little seed of faith and i know it's going to work i yeah. know this is going to work out yeah. so the haters really helped even though it is it, it does get tough uh-huh. Like I've I've been in places where I'm like, dude, I don't want to. I just got like roasted on the internet. Like I'm good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like let me take a breath. But then that somehow I I feel like we both have a way of kind of somehow like transferring everything that's thrown at us into some form of like new motivation. Yeah. Because we just the way we see it, we're like, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, we have a bulletproof mindset, dude. There's not anything anyone can say to us that's gonna affect us. We already made that decision. Yeah, like if somebody was like, hey Paul, I don't think that film, but it's good that we keep making progress because we're just building more and more certainty. Like if somebody were to tell me when I was like, the truth is if somebody were to tell me when I was 16 or 17, instead of that teacher telling me that she really believed in me and thought I would make it in film, yeah. instead of she told me like, hey Paul, look, this video wasn't that good. I don't think you should do anything as the film. Like, yeah. why don't you become, you know. A plumber. A plumber. I would have, I would have, that would have hit me. That would have hit my young mind so hard. Yeah. But she did or the opposite. She did the opposite and was encouraging. I believe in encouraging people. I had to teach like that too. It's so helpful because it's like, we believe it, but our belief is still growing. She was your math teacher? English teacher. Okay. Mine was a math teacher. Interesting. But that's awesome. Were you a good math student? No. Me either. I was I was the I was in a bad class and but she saw something in me that no one else saw. That's all it takes. She's she she was actually like yeah one of the teachers that saw it. It wasn't hard to see. Yeah. Like, yeah. But sometimes it's just like other people see it, but then some people have the humility to tell you like exactly. I see this in you. Yeah, yeah. everyone saw it. They just it's, yeah exactly. Like they knew they knew there were certain skills and qualities that you had that were very different and the, and, it, and it's some people could be like oh that's weird or some people could be like no 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 if that dude can harness it's kind of like that dragon ball z energy Hi-ya! Hi-ya! <laughs> and freaking use that to just blast a hole through the freaking earth you know oh yeah but i i think like in those foundational years i'm also super grateful for my parents for like I had a talk. I remember this so clearly. I remember the even the tile floor that we had in our kitchen that we later got ripped up. It was this really 
gross looking like tile floor. <laughs> and I remember having that conversation in the kitchen and my parents were like, if you want to do film, Paul, you have our permission. Like you can go to school and study film. Nice. And that might've been the difference. Cause I had a lot of friends who like, who really loved making films, but they went and studied something else. I yeah. wonder if their parents told them, Hey, I know you like this stuff, but you should study this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's and, great. and I, it was I feel like it does it may come down to a few like key moments yeah where it's it's like a, a few very influential people being like parents teachers close friends right place right time right people right yep right yeah to that's a huge part of it yeah to just give that little word of like a little sign I believe in you and if you love doing this I suggest doing it and hearing that from somebody is like yeah just build it just packs on that faith you know. What would you say to um, someone where where they would say like, "No one believes in me"? I, that's such like a specific. That's such like a specific thing. Like if somebody were to be like, "Hey, nobody," I would say like, I would ask them like, "Well, it depends." If somebody was like, "Hey, I make films, but nobody believes in me," I would say just keep your head down, keep making films, give yourself enough time to actually build like a good body of work, but most of all, just don't give up. And I think that was a thing. Like when I started posting on social media, I got shade for the first like six to 12 months. People were like roasting me. And I really barely believed in myself, but I knew that if I just took action, like that that would just get something or create some sort of progress. So I feel like by taking just consistent action, even though it was like small steps, like posting a photo online or or just starting to work and talk to people about making films. Eventually, like I built the belief in myself by taking certain action steps. So for anybody who doesn't believe in themselves, I say just take action towards the dream nice. anyway, and you'll become more believing and more faithful in your own dream when you take that one small step and you build momentum. So that's my, yeah. yeah. Like if I was on my deathbed, I'd be like, wow, I didn't, if I wasn't doing what I truly loved and was truly passionate about, I'd be like, wow, this, what a waste. Well, that's a big thing. Like you think about like what would we regret when we're like 120 years old. And if me being 120 years old, not a year younger when I die, <laughs> I would just regret You've decided to live to 120. I'm committed to living to 120, <laughs> no matter how gross it gets after like 95. <laughs> like I would be there thinking like I if I went and really followed my dreams and like was true to myself always, I would have no regrets. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if Absolutely. I, if I like played it safe and didn't really go for my dreams, what if? Then that would haunt me. So, so that's like my motivation is like thinking when I die, like what will I look back on and be glad that I did, and what will I look back on and regret? Mm -hmm. I would regret if I never followed my dreams. And everybody has dreams, you know. Or something that. Like, even if it was like being a part of a charity, like if someone was older and they, they like, I mean, they could still always go after their dreams, but you could also obviously like join different organizations, right? And specifically organizations of people who will tell you that they believe in you. Yeah. People who will like give you positive affirmation. Yeah. Because a lot of times it's tough to follow dreams when you're around like a judgmental clique of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the workspace because I've, I've had a buddy where he's an entrepreneur he's working everyone's making fun of him at his job 
like everyone's making fun like everyone's like making fun of him at his job because like he's like super motivated and entrepreneurial and so like what is this a uh, downstairs word all right so paul's gonna grab one of our guests and yeah um, yeah so i'll just continue what i was gonna say um so yeah like you know he was an entrepreneur super young dude and everyone's making fun of him at his job for being like you know this this like inspiring motivational like new paradigm that he's in and like people at, at his workspace they like you know make fun of him nag at him call him names um but at the end of the day you have to have that bulletproof mindset and you can't let what others say to you dictate or control your thoughts about your dream and your your reality all right guys we'll see you in the next one